When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Think you know the Brooks Ghost? Think again. Introducing the all-new, better-than-ever Ghost 16. Now with nitrogen-infused cushioning for lightweight, supreme softness that feels good every step, every street, every single day. So go ahead, take your daily joyride in the all-new nitrogen-infused Ghost 16. It'll turn your everyday miles into everyday endorphins. Let's run there. Head to brooksrunning.com to learn more. And we're live! Hey! Woo! All kind of stuff going on here. <laughs> Mikey A, for our, for our two your viewers. Sh- Mikey A, you uh, you had a birthday for your, your son? Yeah, we did we did the birthday thing yesterday. Um, well, How this old? whole weekend actually. Turned four. So so just wondering because Sid is twenty-eight, so it's been Twenty-four years since we've had to buy for a four-year-old. What's what's the four-year-old go-to gift now? Uh, he's he's currently sort of obsessed with Super Mario, so we did some, right. some Super Mario action figures. Um, okay. That's old school, even though they're we, coming we, out with a movie. Yeah, and uh, we we got him a, a new bike. Um, okay. That was fun. Uh, my 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 father-in-law is a contractor, and I was building the bike before he was coming home from school. And I was trying to screw one of the pedals on. I got one. I could not get the other. So much so that I FaceTimed my father-in-law. And he said, you got to spin it the other way. And it turned right on. And apparently it is now, I'm now the laughing stock of his entire (laughs) office. Because I had to call my, FaceTime my father-in-law because I couldn't screw on a pedal. But it's righty tighty, lefty loosey, okay? Well, not always. This was lefty tighty. And I was a this this because, is like the the I before E except after C yeah. brewing yeah. until it's not. <laughs> there are some plumbing situations where it is reversed as well, and yeah. anything where you're constantly going in the motion of of loosening, they'll they'll switch it so it'll be actually mm-hmm. tightening. How did you learn that? Yeah. I just through the, the trial and error, trial just and error. just like he's like, yeah, he's what we call in the business. He's a man, whereas I am yeah. not. I could yeah. not figure uh, it out. <laughs> it, it actually like and like it's one of those things in the moment you would never figure out, but after hearing that, it makes like intuitive sense mm-hmm. that oh, if it's going to be spinning clockwise, you would need to ratchet the other way yeah. if you're actually going to tighten. Saw yeah. somebody from the office. They're like, "Hey, how'd that bike come along? Huh? 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 Yeah. Yeah. So you you are, figure it out." <laughs> are you one, Mikey A, that puts together your kids' stuff? That likes to do that. I, likes to something. no has to yes okay yes All right. i have to do it i had to do the bike should have taken me about 20 minutes i spent 45 screwing the pedal on the wrong way 45 in all honesty is is, is pretty good mm-hmm. uh there are times where i would put together stuff or i would just pay the 20 bucks 
Or you, know. you, you, when it doesn't work, you want to bang on it. Yeah, yeah I'm, he wants yeah. to like hammer it. In. I'm a hitter. My my wife, I, I had to change a tire on her car one time. A car she won in a in a contest. In a raffle, yeah. And at that what? point, this was wait, wait, wait oh wait, yeah, wait, hold on, mom, wait, when did you win a car in a fucking what? raffle? Right, right before we got married, yeah, uh, at the hospital that Papa worked at, I won a Cadillac. Yeah, where her dad worked. I have never yeah. heard this story in my entire life. How long did you keep this car? A couple of years. I yeah, think, yeah, yeah. What but, the but fuck? It was, it was at a hospital raffle where her father worked. I mean, so there was. I was going to say, so Papa of, yeah. rigged the raffle for you. You know what? The statute of limitations is probably over, and everybody involved is passed away. So. I mean, I never heard that it was absolute, but yeah. Oh my God. Oh Damn. my God, what a scandal. Yeah. That's a hospital system is fraudulent. At a, at a, a hospital. At, at a Catholic hospital. Oh my God. Oh my God. Oh my God. I didn't even know that part of it. Oh my God. Scandalous. Who are you? 35 years of marriage. Who nothing, are you? I had nothing to do with it. Oh my God. Oh, you, your antennas weren't up at all. Swear on Hank's life, I didn't know about it till after the fact. And what did you do then? I still didn't get absolute verification that it oh, was Oh, oh, okay. I didn't. The, the, I, so, I think they kept me out of the loop on purpose. Oh, do you think? Yeah. Yeah. The, uh, <laughs> Plausible <laughs> deniability. You're like yeah, a college exactly. basketball coach. <laughs> well, she had a flat tire and it had <laughs> one of those Pitino. lock nuts on it. It had the regular nuts and then a lock nut. And I didn't know about the lock nut thing. I couldn't get this thing off for anything. I beat the shit out of it with a tire iron. He did. I mean, beat like, the shit out of it. I'm like, yeah. like, what are you doing? Yeah. yeah, it was an awful move by me. But as as my kids know, my patience level isn't high. Yeah, and then it was as simple as there's the lock nut in the glove box that gets that special uh, uh, bolt nut off. And uh, Dad, I, I didn't know about it. It was horrible, horrible. Dad, you responded just like the Russian in Armageddon who just starts beating the shit out of the frozen parts oh, yeah. inside yeah, the space station. Yeah, exactly right. Touch nothing. Yeah. 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 <laughs> Russian space station, American pilots, everything in Taiwan. Bunch of cowboys. <laughs> oh, my God. Yeah, uh, that was – wow, there's a lot to process in this. Um, one, oh, Dad I just – Dad just randomly like hitting stuff. Also, Dad did that to Mom's dismay. Like that exact thing when what, it was like Jake's progress reports or something like that. Dad, didn't you punch oh. a hole into the wall in the office? Yes. I did. I'm, I'm glad Poor you said. I'm glad you said when Dad's hitting things to Mom's <laughs> dismay. I'm glad you threw dismay in there. <laughs> you know. <laughs> uh, yeah, I uh, I was pretty pretty upset, and I I punched the wall. Luckily. I punched between two studs and put a hole in the wall. If I if I had put, I mean, six inches over, I would have busted my hand for sure. Um, but yeah, that was uh, I was I was pretty ticked off then, and, and the wall and then paid for Mom it. just started yelling off. at you. Oh yeah, because yeah, I mean, it was me a chain Mike reaction. In the family room, like yeah, yeah, well, it wasn't a good day. That Jake, I, I started... actually punched a wall too one time. At Before his freshman school. football game. Yeah. Oh, yeah, he broke his hand. He yeah. broke his hand. Yeah. 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 My brother hand. has, like, this massive calcified lump still on his hand from that. Yeah. Yeah, he played in the freshman game and then the varsity game that day. He just put a cast on. It was uh, – that was a weird thing. Yeah. 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 Some some anger. Mistakes were made. 
Yeah. So um, really, really hyped to play freshman football. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. It was against Avon. It was against Avon, too. Yeah. That's right. I know. I mean, if you can't get up for that, if you can't get up for that, you know, like, what are we doing? <laughs> the old Northwest Catholic Avon High School rivalry. God, you know? like <laughs> if you don't get up for that, you don't have a pulse. Oh, man. <laughs> Throw the records out. Wow. Yeah, no, that's what I they know. always say when Avon and Northwest meet. So, um, yeah. Yeah. Ooh, Brian Bromser says percussive maintenance is a real thing, Dad. What's I guess that's what that's, what, does that that's what he would call beating something like mm -hmm. percussive oh, striking something. That's a great line. Per I got to remember that. It sounds like so good. Percussive yeah. maintenance. Do you think the coach for Avon was like, "Hey, just so you guys know, Jake Gullick broke his hand this morning. We're gonna have to change our whole game plan. Everything we <laughs> thought we were doing, let's throw it out. <laughs> Jake Gullick's out in the hand." <laughs> Before the game. I mean, right before the game. So he played that with a busted hand, and then they casted it, and he went out in the varsity game then, and, and played some at the end. That it was, it was yeah. yeah. It was could you really could you have imagined the amount of times Jake played football with broken things in his arm? Like at Notre Dame, Jake broke his forearm in practice. I remember like it was yesterday because I was in the drill at the same time, and all you heard in the background was. <clears throat> like two boards hitting together and on the back the so you have two angles of the tape on the end zone copy behind us you could see on the tape when we were watching later jake just walks over with his arms like this to the trainer and goes it's broken and he goes are you sure and the trainer goes are you sure he goes yes i heard it snap it's broken and so fast forward like three weeks later jake plates it it's the 2012 season and so things are going well. Jake gets a plate in his arm. It's a metal plate, screws in there. He's got all this padding in it. And he wasn't playing. Oh, you got one too, Mikey? There you go. I do. Wow. I got him too. Does yours have a curve like Jake's arm? Jake's arm has a yeah, curve to it. I got it. I had this yeah. I had this one removed. Can't really see it. I had this one removed, uh, and then this one's still there. I, I did them oh, both. Man. It's like uh. so Jake just did the Jake did the one on the outside and the Miami game I remember he was like he wasn't playing much at that point in the season and so he didn't have like ankle braces or his like arm pad that he was supposed to have and then we end up boat racing them I think we beat them 41 to 8 that game and they send Jake in and so Jake's out there raw dogging his plate arm throwing <laughs> in the block and shit they take an x-ray a couple weeks later and all the screws are like fissuring in his bone it was a nightmare uh-huh uh-huh yeah it was uh Jake was interesting as far as all that was concerned I would like yeah. to see what that what that looks like right now yeah it can't be can't, it can't be, be good, good. probably not good. good it's no. no it's one of those things maybe you just don't look like there's <laughs> parts of the body it's like i know something's not right it's gonna let it's like dad's shoulders mind. yeah oh For god sure. yeah those yeah that that yeah. has to look like a boston highway stretch yeah it's not pretty dance on deck for a knee replacement yeah i got a knee replacement i think next year and then the left shoulder probably in two years so really though there are guys like steve berline who i played ball with at notre dame and then against the nfl he's had a couple of replacements just got his knee done jeff fiegel's my teammate in Philly just got his knee done. So we're all around the same age of, of 60 and uh, starting to get the, the uh, replacement part. So have you ever Everybody? thought about replacing it with something cooler, like a blade? We talked about well, that, that would be cutting my entire leg off. I don't need, <laughs> we don't need to cut my leg off. I just need a new knee. I don't need a new leg. Have you ever they seen the Kingsman? <laughs> 
I have no need to run anymore. The most running I do right now is is on the pickleball court. And as anybody who's played pickleball knows, there's not a lot of running involved in that. That's about it. So I don't need a blade for that. Hey, I didn't I'm just saying. You guys, did you guys, any of you guys watch the pickleball? Not to change the subject, but did you watch the pickleball with McEvoy and Agassi and all those guys over the weekend? No. I didn't even know that was a thing. Yeah. Yeah. yeah it was a big well, thing. It was, it was on a, E1. Yeah. Yeah. It was a million dollar purse. Yeah. A million dollar purse. Yeah. yeah. It was, it was McEnroe, Michael Chang, Andy Roddick, and Andre Agassi. Now, uh, you guys, I'm sure, know all of them, but it was more our era, certainly. But it was, it so made we, us feel good about our football game. Yeah. On Stupidity, we actually had Andy Roddick on, and he said Agassi takes it far too seriously. He's sending wow. him like, like drop shot, uh, like uh, techniques at like three in the morning and stuff. Oh no! Like, okay. yeah, he said Agassi was taking it way too seriously. He was, and and McEnroe was McEnroe, yeah. so he was the entertainment. Uh, so that, that was that was pretty cool. But it we was. digress. Yeah, sorry. Sorry. <clears throat> you just no, it's, it's, there's, there's no sorry. I think this is mom's revenge because we robbed her of playing pickleball as a family out in Arizona together. I know. I'm so bummed we didn't play. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, we're gonna have to get Ben back. Ben will be Ben's itching to play again. He's Good. free this week, yeah. so all right. Good. He needs a lesson. Good. He needs a lesson. Yeah. From <laughs> so. Good. I need I need another victory. So let's get him well, back. Lessons are tonight, tonight right? Lessons are tonight. Uh huh. There you go. Uh-huh. He's gonna hit the ball at you again. Huh? Yeah. Yeah. We saw a few of those shots in this game, that game over the weekend. Yeah, we did. Yeah, yeah we did. Have you so. Have any of you guys taken adult lessons in anything? Yes. We yeah, took we pickleball, pickleball lessons, like we took a pickleball month ago. lessons. Yeah, interesting. The, the, the trainer was flustered. I mean, it was a shit show. <laughs> she, there was it like was. an amount of people, and she had me hitting the ball against the wall. So I was just playing pickleball with myself because she like didn't know what to do. Loser. It, it, uh. It's 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 something you probably need because there are different rules. It is definitely. It is like kind of large ping pong, but there are different rules that you kind of get accustomed to in that. So you kind of need a little guidance to start it off. Mike, and Mike I guess Andy, I just, do you know anything about it? Do you know any of the rules or anything? I know nothing. I feel I like mean, I, I just know assume it's tennis though. rules. No, no, it's not. No, not at not. all. There's a kitchen. You can't go in the kitchen sometimes. Yeah, yeah. that's a whole thing. When mom is cooking, you not understand. You're not oh, I was just saying. Uh, so when you can't stand the heat. You get okay. out of the kitchen. Yeah. Yeah. Good stuff. Oh God. Good stuff. <laughs> Nailed it. Uh, uh by the way, welcome to Sorry in Advance, the Golik Family Podcast. <laughs> Longest intro ever. Yeah. yeah, it just keeps getting longer and longer. Um, we appreciate everyone who is uh, taking lunch breaks at work. Uh, I saw a couple people in the chat who said they definitely need to be working and aren't. So uh, shout that. out Good to all you of guys. you. Yeah. Yeah, again, we're like a it's doctor's like note. Just just yeah. show them a screenshot of this and tell them our doctor said that you need to take a little break for a bit. Um, we. It is good for mental health, and we support that around here. Um, we got a lot of stuff to get to today. Uh, the return of Bren's, Ben's Brain Buster uh, today. Ben has sent along uh, one of his doctor facts that's going to melt all of our minds. We've got it's some announcements. Just a, it's about a, just the... an interesting one. All right, it's so this isn't going to hurt me. Okay. 
Okay. No, mostly because he didn't have a ton of time to come up with one. So. Okay. All right. Oh, wh why? What's yeah. you too busy doing? <laughs> Med school. Just trying to secure well, his future. That's all. Andy's got to account for Sydney's ability to read and regurgitate whatever he brings up. So I just that... before this did the pronunciation Google thing for the word that I have to say because I forgot. So well, at least you prepared. Yeah, I am. Stick around. Stick around for that one, folks. Uh, gonna be a doozy. Um, but should we start concerts or March Madness, Mom? Where do you want to start? Let's start concerts. All right. Um, so we all, I guess now over a week ago, Taylor Swift has since done three shows in Arlington, Texas, uh, since her Las Vegas stint where we all saw her. Now, going into this, I, I think of pretty stationed as the biggest like Taylor Swift fan in the family. But mom, Sydney, you guys both like her a lot. Jenny really liked her, um, our sister-in-law that came. And then Jake came along for the ride as, I think, the least Taylor Swift fan of the group and sure. now has been fully converted on the other side. So what was your guys' big takeaway from the concert there? Because I know for me, just getting picked up at the airport by Jake in Arizona a day after the concert and him listening to Willow when I got in the car was all of the <laughs> validation I needed that what we had done was the good thing. Yes, I, I love that we converted Jake because he kind of was going kicking and screaming. He kept telling me, sell my ticket, sell my ticket. I'm like, no, we're all going together. So it was nice to see him actually enjoy it. But there was one guy that was in Taylor's group of dancers that was really who caught Jake's eye and converted him. And uh, he's got an interesting background. Yeah, so uh, Cam Cameron Saunders is the backup dancer's name. And we noticed him. He's one of, there was only a couple of guys in her backup dancer group. It was largely women, but there was a couple of men in there. And in the picture you're seeing right now, Cameron Saunders is the larger black man in the front next to Taylor Swift. And we were all drawn to him because he's a bigger dude, but he moved extremely well. We said he gave he big amazing. defensive tackle energy. It was remarkable. Jake ends up looking it up after the concert and finds out that he is, in fact, the older brother of NFL defensive tackle who's with the Saints now, Kalen Saunders. Yeah. And so finding out that we had that kind of athletic dynamicism in the family and seeing that on display, that was absolutely the thing that hooked Jake in and got him converted 100%. Yeah. He was, he was mesmerizing because he moved so well. Well, I mean, the guy is defensive tackle size. Yes. And when, when you're next to a bunch of, you know, 110 pounders who, who you know can move well, and this guy is doing it, just from the videos you guys showed me, it's pretty impressive. And he's got just an electric personality. Uh -huh. He looks awesome. He gets involved in a lot of the skits. He's a good time. Sydney, as someone who was a pretty big Taylor Swift fan coming into this, outside of clearly our hero, Cameron Saunders, what was your favorite part of the concert? Um, oh, my God. I don't know. Um... I was just impressed overall with like her stamina. The like it was, she played for like three hours and fifteen minutes, and like I had to sit down like multiple <laughs> times because I was just getting tired standing. Like everything she did was so calculated and like had a meaning because she's Taylor Swift and everything has a meaning. Um, I don't know what like era was my favorite. Um, reputation was electric. Like it, it got the crowd going. But then I liked when she slowed it down. Like I love when she sang Betty. And was like on the the front of the the house or whatever. So I don't know. It's hard for me to pick like one 
actual song I mean, or like was portion. A it was a production. Like yeah. the, pr the production value of it is amazing. Like we're going to see John Mayer Wednesday. And it's just him and his guitar and his piano. A little like, bit different than opposite. what you're going to see here. Yeah. Mike, you're the biggest Swifty of them yeah. all. So did you have a, a, a favorite, favorite part or would you, you just enjoyed the experience? Because that was your first one, right? Yeah, first time seeing her. And and mom brings up a good point, right? Like we've seen a, we've seen a bunch of different concerts from a variety of different artists. And while bringing John Mayer up around Taylor Swift fans is certainly a no-no, they kind of illustrate <laughs> what the difference is. Because on one side, you can have someone who's just up on stage freewheeling like playing songs to the crowd we've seen john mayer before he'll just read signs people make and he'll play the song sydney you and i went and saw harry styles in los angeles he's reacting to signs in the crowd he's telling little jokes like it's a lot more freewheeling kind of show and that's awesome it can be a ton of fun but sydney's right intentional was the word that kept coming to mind for me it was a broadway show that was a Broadway show or a Vegas residency where there was always something for your eyes or ears to do. So I'm with Sydney. I thought Reputation knocked incredibly hard, and I don't even think she played the best three or four songs from that album. I think she played, like, probably the least popular songs, on, or the right? least favorite, at least. I mean, they were still good, but, like, I could have thought about, like, four or five different songs from that album that I would have preferred to hear. Oh, yeah. I mean, you did, like... Everyone won a getaway car. We didn't get getaway car. That's number one on anyone's list of reputation. Has, has, any, songs. has anybody gotten it? Has is she sang it anywhere yet? I mm -hmm. have not seen that. No, because no, to, to mom's point, the most of the set list has not changed from what I've seen, except for she plays two surprise songs every night. So our surprise songs were Snow on the Beach, where she teased us all really hard because that song features Lana Del Rey. And she's like, this isn't the kind of tour where we're bringing guests out. We're not, like, Lana's not coming. She brought a I'm guest out the night her. after. The next night, yeah. Like I said, yeah, and she brings Marcus Mumford out. Yeah. Yeah. Like, we were bamboozled. Run yep. amok. Let us yep. stray. <laughs> so this but is the reason I, I stay home, because I don't know any of these songs at all. Um, Bobby did, did Bobby did want to know, Sydney, uh, your plane ticket did work out or did you have to drive? Because there was an issue with Sydney's plane ticket to Vegas. I did get to fly. Okay. Yeah, we changed right. her. Yep. Got to the airline to change her name. Yeah, so we yeah, because she, she still had, uh, you made the reservation under cool. our name instead of her married name, Bronica. So we had to, to go around that. And real quick, Chris, um, it was in Vegas. How long did you stay out gambling? After the show for a few hours. No, how long? What oh, time? No, what time? Uh -uh. What time are you in bed? Three thirty. Three thirty. Speak up. Make sure everybody can <laughs> hear you. This bitch was downstairs at breakfast at six thirty. We shared a room. She was in the room for a total of three hours the entire uh -huh. trip. Hey, when in Vegas, she got a yeah. How'd it go? Did you win? Uh, some. Okay. It was up and down. Yeah. Mom was like the missing link between the two crowds in Vegas because this was going on during March Madness. You had a sea of degenerate gamblers inside the Delano at the sports book right next to where we all went outside to go across and go to the concert. So it was sequins and then a bunch of drunk frat stars on one side. And there's mom merging the two sides ready to go out yes. there and take the slot machines by I was storm. in the middle of the Venn diagram. Yeah, like yeah. I did both. So yeah, you were. You were. You were. Oh my, oh my. All the kids went to sleep and mom stayed awake. Mom stayed awake and gambled. Yep. Yeah. Stunner. Uh, hey, man. I, I left them. it up. 
I left. I had to go to. I had to go to New Orleans for a bachelor party with a flight that left at seven a.m. the next day. Like I could only coast off. Like shout out to the Swifties. The Taylor Swift fans were so incredibly nice, and their energy helped sustain me for that show. But I was toast after, and then knowing I had to go drink and shovel fried seafood the next day meant I needed to prioritize my health. <laughs> I, I understood that. You guys were all tired, and, and Ben and I had a wonderful weekend with young Mr. Jackson, our yeah. nine-month-old grandson. So it was uh, it worked out perfectly. He was awesome. You so grade yourself. Reviews. Well, I was going to say yeah. grade yourself and grade Ben's performance as far as right. watching Jackson for that night. Because you guys left behind in Arizona. Jackson, Jake, and Jenny's son stayed there while the parents went to Vegas for the concert. So how would you grade each of your performances? Oh, we both get A's without a doubt. And and the reason we do, I'm not saying it as, as a father of three and have gone through this. I'm saying this, the kid was phenomenal. Jackson is great. I mean, he naps well, he sleeps at night well. Um, I'm, I, uh, we, we really got him going on the solid foods. I, I pride myself on being pretty good at feeding solid foods and getting them going. And Ben, who, you know, eventually is going to become a father. Hopefully you and you, you know, Ben and Sid are going to have kids at some point, but he wanted to, he wanted to kind of learn, not shockingly as a man who's going to be a doctor one day, he was ready to get his hands dirty, so to speak. And he wanted to kind of learn all the techniques of a diaper change, the feeding, the going to bed. He did a great, he did a great job for not How many flashcards did you give him? <laughs> God, that dude. And, and I'll tell you what, when he wasn't with Jackson, he was on his computer going over his flashcards for med school while I was trying to sleep. So uh, it was, it was awesome. Uh, we, we had a, a great bonding moment and, I, you guys enjoyed the concert very much. I enjoyed what I was doing very much. You got exposed to Miss Rachel. Miss Rachel, one of the Yo. hottest things for kids out here is Miss Rachel. And anybody who doesn't have kids or grandkids and knows what we're talking about, she does basically on YouTube, you know, a kid show. And she just signed with CAA, so expect the Rachel tour soon. She makes about, I don't know if she nets or grosses, about $500,000 a month off the views on YouTube. Just like us. <laughs> yeah, exactly right. <laughs> exactly right. And I, I don't know I don't know how. I mean, Ben and I watched this, and 10 minutes in, we were begging to turn on Paw Patrol because I, found, I got more out of Paw Patrol than Miss Rachel. She was driving me nuts. But I can see how kids really like Miss Rachel, because Jackson at nine months just would smile at her. So it's amazing how she gets everybody mesmerized. But man, Ben and I couldn't wait to turn that off. Mikey, did, did any of your kids know Miss Rachel? No, we don't. We we we, we missed Miss Rachel. Okay. We're we're past that. Gotcha. What I what I will say is what I've heard from friends of mine. Like I have friends who work in like speech therapy. And like with like children, is they all say that's the one show they'll let their kids watch right. because apparently there is a bunch of like good cognitive side effects and it's a good teaching show. Even though from our standpoint, like Paw Patrol's dope because it's got a plot and it's really simple. Yeah. It's like watching yeah. an action movie. It's see ball hit ball stuff. Like Mayor Humdinger's done something corrupt. These pop <laughs> these small puppies have access to like Iron Man level technology. 
and they get to go to work. Miss Rachel, it's just random buckshot everywhere. So it is. We're going through the alphabet out of yes. order. The next minute, she's a cat dressed up at a local park, which, God, I would pay money to see the faces of the people that were walking by that park watching this grown woman in a cat costume play with random eggs inside the toy game. Yeah, and that your humdinger's a real dick. That leads me to believe that that town is in New Orleans because with government at corrupt, there's only one place it could be. <laughs> I mean, and, that, and then with Miss Ratio, you're counting to 20 or you're singing bingo or something. But I'm with you on Paw Patrol. So you start to watch something so much as an adult, your mind starts to go places. And Ben and I were sitting there watching Paw Patrol and we just started having the conversation of, Boy, the town budget has to be really good for them to afford all those all the stuff <laughs> that they have. They must have a really well-run town, even with a corrupt mayor and humdinger, Mayor Humdinger. I, see, I can't believe there hasn't been more defund Paw Patrol conversation. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, oh, my, my God. God. So you it's, gave it's yourself an A. Though. Yes, yes. I gave myself an A, and I gave Ben an A. And Ben really an A because he'd never done anything like that before. But really, I'll give myself an A more because of Jackson than because of what I did. Hell, I did it three times, yeah. you know. And I give my night in Vegas an A. I give your night. I, I, you grinded, honey. Yeah. It was good. 1-800-PROBLEM. So, you know, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> But that's okay. Yeah, check, check, check all the numbers in the bio of our DraftKings shows. Brian Bombser says, wait until Jackson hits his bluey phase. I think they might already be on the bluey tip a little bit. Okay. Getting there. I will watch yeah, bluey even if my kids are not around. I will yeah, watch wow. It is fantastic. That that's the sign of a good kid show is when it's not on where you continue watching it as a parent. What what is it? Bluey an animal? Is it a person? Bluey is a is a blue healer dog. It's a healer dog. Okay. So is it yeah. just not It's an Australian show? No, 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 no nothing like no, that. No, no, no. They're seven minutes long and I, I could watch like twenty of them with my kid wow. and if he wants to put something else on i'll be like no let's let's just watch the next one because <laughs> i don't want to know what happens <laughs> that's so mikey a to that end we're like you try and get your kids towards a particular show i have friends of mine that have actually lied to their kid and said when he wants to watch like a certain show they go oh no they're sleeping right now we can't watch <laughs> so that daddy like, hates blippy Daddy hates, I can't watch Blippy. Daddy hates Blippy. Daddy can't watch Blippy. <laughs> okay, so you're not lying. You're just telling me nope. the truth. Daddy hates Blippy. We can't watch it. <laughs> oh, oh, my God. Charles' dad in the comments echoes something that I have heard from parents everywhere. I have never seen the internet collectively rise up to take down one person as fast as they came, as Charles' dad points out, for Caillou. People what the fuck's wrong with Caillou? Master. I love People Caillou. People hate... Sydney, you like Caillou because all he does is whine and complain and get his way. <laughs> you role model. You're Caillou. I'm not going to lie. I don't know who Caillou is. You don't would know Caillou. You would know Sydney. Caillou. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Caillou. Sydney. Yeah. Sydney. It's me, but a bald little boy. Yeah. Oh, okay. And, and so, all he does is bitch and moan. That is Sydney. Uh, wow. Sydney, oh, you could have made guys. millions. Yeah. <laughs> tell it. Tell, show us the lie. Yeah. <laughs> oh, oh uh, this is the first picture. It's Caillou crying. Caillou. You remember Caillou? Uh, no, I don't oh. remember Caillou. Oh. No. Uh, 
the the venom that parents have on God's internet for Caillou is absolutely ridiculous. Hold on, I'm gonna try wow. and find some of these. I, he would put his mom tweets. through the fucking ringer yeah. every episode. Oh, well, again, again, Sid, <laughs> that's your the definition of you. Oh my God! I mean, my so kids, from my kids years. never watched Caillou, never watched it. So one day I was bored and I put out on Twitter top five worst kid shows. And I didn't have Caillou on it because my kids missed it. And you would have thought that I had sent out a tweet just just ragging on Taylor Swift and Beyonce and the same thing. Because everybody <laughs> came at me and said, no, Caillou is the worst. Anything else you did is wrong. Who decided that, though? Because no one had a problem with him when I watched him. And I watched I, him I, like five hours. The parents, time. we all got together. We had a meeting. We had a meeting. <laughs> Yeah, it's uh, the the parent the parents are the one there. So yeah, just keep your kids away from Caillou uh, at all cost if you value your happiness. I don't think he's um, on anymore, is he? Has he been canceled? I think he's been canceled. If, yeah. if you Most can, likely. if if your kids are really into it, you can find whatever you need to get to get you those okay. few minutes apiece. I'll find That's it. True. Yeah, true. damn. Yeah. I love the idea of like a kid show dealer on the corner. Like, hey, you got that good? You got that Yo, good? I show. got those Barneys. <laughs> I got those Barneys Christmas special. I got those Ooh. Barneys. Yeah, Mike and Jake. Five, Mike and five. Jake were Barneys. They were Barney. Mike yeah. and Jake were Barney. They're bringing that back now. Yeah. Are they? Uh, Mike, I saw that. Is it? Uh, it's animated Barney, though, isn't it? It's not live action anymore. Aren't they animating the characters? I I don't think so. He looks different. He looks a little different, but um, yeah, <laughs> he's seen some shit. He's seen oh, some. A lot he's, of years. he's still he still has long arms, which I mean, what's the point? What's, See, what I want is, you know how at some point, um, I forget it, like, you know how after a while, uh, company-owned property becomes public domain, like we're going through this with Winnie the Pooh right now, where the licensing agreement that, you know, one company had over him ends, and so now we have that D Winnie the Pooh horror movie that came out. Yeah. I want the Barney movie that's like the lost years of Christ. Like where was Barney during this interim and what sort of hard living did he encounter during that time? Crossover with Jurassic Park. Oh, see, what, now we're cooking. What, what's amazing with kids, and I'm sure, Mike, yeah, you're going through this, is they're in a phase and then the, the, they'll watch it, watch it, watch it, and the next day, it's like over. It's like they don't, they don't just, just slowly decline on Barney. It's like they, they see him the next day and like, I don't want to watch him anymore. You know, I have like they move on to something else. I have like thirty-eight thousand dollars worth of Paw Patrol toys in my basement because they were just <laughs> done with it someday. They were just yeah. done with it. Yeah. They needed the plane, they needed the boat, they needed all the the tower, they needed all of it, and then it just collected dust and now it's in the basement. Yeah. Oh, we've got to get that for Jackson. Yeah, yeah, yeah. we need that. You can have Jackson. it. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> you can have it. All right. I'll pay for get shipping. <laughs> Mikey, I saw somebody in the comments, it's gone now, is going to a Yard Goats game because he heard about it. On yes. Uh, oh, it's, I, a, it's an experience. Yes, yes. My babe yeah. said, from Phoenix, but currently in Connecticut and going to a Yard Goats game this week yes. after hearing about them on this podcast. Enjoy it. Dunkin' Donuts Park, I think the three-time AA ballpark, yep. best in America. Uh, awesome. Try yeah. everything. The Nectar of the Goats is a fantastic beer that Hooker Brewery brewed just for the Yard Goats there. If you complete a rally gallon before the end of the game, you win no prize. You're just blackout drunk, but having a great yep. time. <laughs> there you go. It's all that matters. 
Let us know what you think yeah. after you go. Yeah. We'd love to hear. Um, Jadakiss09 says, just get your kids hooked on pro wrestling. Brian Grenier says, the Wiggles will hands down wear on you after a while. Jordan, yeah. Ang- uh, Jordan Angel says, after school, I would go back and get my daily Dragon Ball Z on back in the day. Someone after my own heart, that was me uh, for a very long time. So all great, yeah. all great ideas. Yeah. We used to have when Greeny's kids were way younger than, than you guys and Greeny's kids hit the Wiggles face. We used to have a Wiggle on the show. We would literally talk that. to <laughs> the Wiggles on the because Greeny was like friends with them. So they come on the show. It's a different translation when you're talking to them as opposed to them doing, you know, their routine. But I don't really wild. fuck with the Wiggles that much. They're a little weird to me. I love the idea. I just love that sentence. Oh my God. You know what? Wait, you know what I'm realizing? We need to get Miss Rachel on stupidity. Oh no. Wow. (laughs) That would be the end of her. I mean, Oh, I don't, I don't know. Like at this point we got to, it would be Stu's greatest feat. You know how he calls restaurants and whatnot. Let's see if you can get Miss Rachel on the podcast. Because like you just talked about with the Wiggles, I'm like, would she use the same verse talking, the same voice talking to (laughs) Stugatz? We're going to gamble on the Jets. The Jets. (laughs) Can you say Black Jack? (laughs) Oh, my God. Heater. (laughs) Heater. We're going to pull out our pack of very real heaters. Oh, God. Oh, my God. Oh, Oh, I hope she likes money more than that. Yeah, me too. Yeah, no, she's she's got a lot of money coming where she's going. Toad ND fifty five says my kids' t ball team in Milwaukee is the Hartford Yard Goats. That's incredible. What? That is awesome. That's awesome. Wow. Uh huh. We like that. I like that. You mentioned wrestling, Mikey. You got to go to WrestleMania over the weekend for the first time. How was that? It was awesome. Like was it? I, it, it, I I get why people would do that in live. Now, I haven't watched a ton of the TV, like, pay-per-view shows, and so I, I haven't taken in nearly as much of that as the product. But, man, the live show, very similar, honestly, to the Taylor Swift experience. There's always something for you. You've got a cult-like following in the crowd. It was at SoFi. It had the coolest stage I've ever seen built. Like, the whole theme of the, re- uh, the weekend was WrestleMania goes Hollywood. And they made this big, like, Oscar-style stage with the giant ramp that all the wrestlers would come down when they're introduced. But they're entertainers. It's like anything else. We pay for a ticket to be entertained at most of these things. And I said, in a world where we've seen, like, the Paul brothers become combat sports guys and get into boxing and these events that sort of merge YouTube personalities or different sports players and, and combat sports. It really is just all tilting towards this model anyway. And it was, I understand it's scripted. There were multiple points where I was like audibly gasping because someone should have broken their neck given what they were doing. Like I don't know how Charlotte Flair is walking today. She should be in a wheelchair. I've watched a ton of, I I saw the first WrestleMania way back in 80, was it 85, I think, you know, so I followed wrestling a long time. And when they had to go to the entertainment, when they were talking about all had to do with taxes and they were trying to act like it was live, but it wasn't. Then when they would have got hit with the taxing, they were like, okay, we're entertainment. But as I've always said, 
people said, oh, it's fake. You go and try some of the shit they do. You go and do some flips off the turnbuckle. I mean, these are really good athletes. And, you know, merging it with entertainment. It's pretty impressive what they do. And these WrestleManias, what, because it was out at SoFi. Snoop Dogg was there, I know. George Kittle made an appearance out there. So I love when they pull in the random. With, with, with Snoop Dogg doing the drop elbow after lightly bouncing no. off the ropes was one of the greatest. Snoop can do anything, and it looks cool doing it, by the way. Snoop was the co-host of the event with Ray with uh, not with Ray Mysterio, with The Miz, but also when Rey Mysterio came in to fight his son, like the match that spoke most to me, Dominic yeah, Mysterio had betrayed his entire family. Rey Mysterio, on the week he's inducted into the WWE Hall of Fame, <laughs> now has to fight his son for his family's honor. And Rey Mysterio, the Hall of Famer, comes out in a drop-top Cadillac with Snoop Dogg driving onto the floor in SoFi. One of the coolest entrances in the night. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, very, very cool stuff. I, I, I'm glad you got to go. I know you covered it for DraftKings, and it was, uh, it, it's just fun. Listen, it is. Is there a bigger cult following to a sport group, whatever you want to call it? I mean, you you have your cult followings for your entertainers. I mean, and, and other sports, but I don't know if there's a bigger one. They're always right near the hot, near the top when they're on TV. You know, all, all the wrestling shows, not just WrestleMania. And it is a cult following, and it is huge. Brother, it's them and Taylor Swift. Like, I saw back-to-back -back two of the larger cults in America. <laughs> yeah, and Miss Rachel. <laughs> what a crew. She's getting Aaron. ready to take the world by storm. Yes, she is. She is. She is. Dad, WrestleMania 40 is at Lincoln Financial in Philadelphia. I feel like you and I need to be Ray and Dominic Mysterio, and we just need to go beat the shit out of each other in Philadelphia. Man, Mike, I'm telling you, I would love to do that. I would get into it, but man, I know I'd be so sore after that and some of the falls that I would have to Oh my take. God, you'd fuck your shit up. You'd be oh, it would, immediately. Yeah. Now, listen, I would do it for the entertainment, but but oh my God, would I get, need a whole lot of help after that thing? Because you'd it be looks getting like all so your replacements. Yeah. All at once. Yeah, I know. I know. And, and, yeah. and Mike, listen, my old man's strength could still whoop your ass. So you, you just, you want to be careful on how much shit you talk. You know what it's amazing is I was watching. So Pat McAfee obviously has a bunch of background in WWE. He's been an announcer for them. But him and George Kittle ended up going and wrestling against The Miz as sort of like a surprise filler match in the show. And Pat did a full, like, front flip into yes. The Miz off of yes. the turnbuckle. And I just thought, because I'm like, oh, yeah, like, Pat's, you know, a sports talk gas bag like we are now in way better athletic shape. Oh. If I tried to do that, I was just thinking about how quickly I would have yanked eight muscles in my back and how hard I would have been limping out there. It would have been horrific. Well, how long do you think he's been practicing? That's that, the though? thing. I mean, yeah. you, you definitely go through that. But it looked like he hit the ground hard when he did hard. that. It didn't look like he caught a lot of the dude he was jumping at. I mean, they do work on all that stuff, but that doesn't mean shit doesn't go wrong. Didn't someone hurt their knee? Uh, supposedly in it. I mean, I, I had heard that, that they hurt their knee and well, no, nothing more was said about them. So there's got to be injuries all the time in that sport. That's all I could think of watching George Kittle out there is how hard oh. Kyle Shanahan and John Lynch were holding their breath. No doubt. Well, remember Gronk was doing it when he was playing as well. You know, he was getting into it. So it, it looks like it's a lot of fun. I, I would love to try some of that, but I fear hitting the ground one time and just going – Oh, someone help me up. I'm done. Man, I saw the looks on John Cena's face, who, man, looked old. He was the first match of the night going up against Austin really? Theory. And he's yeah. just got, like, 
the pale old jacked body that comes with someone that's been doing this a really long time is obviously a legend, but it was one of those things that was kind of hard to watch. He ended up losing yeah. to Austin theory too. It was, it was uncomfortable, even if it was cool to see John Cena's intro music in real time. Right. That's one of those. And you I just mean, keep thinking about what, what's getting, what's getting deposited into your bank account, you know? Yep. Exactly. That check still clears. Uh, by the yeah. way, John Cena, who knew he was going to be a through line for the rest of oh, the week? You can't see me that heard round the oh, world. Oh, my God. Uh, wow. Isn't that the truth? Wow. Who knew? Oh, wow. man. He had no idea. Why. And like John Cena, I don't even think is the originator of that move. He just made no. it very popular through his run yeah. in WWE, but he had no idea <laughs> that Caitlin Clark and then Angel Reese would weaponize it to the point that would melt the internet. <laughs> I'm not going to lie. When, when I first saw it, I have no idea what it meant. No, no, no idea what it meant. What did you think it meant? I, I don't yeah, know. What, what, I, did, what did you think it meant? I, I didn't know because I usually see it on TV and it's not like I wasn't going to ask Twitter and look like a complete idiot. Uh, but like I do now, what, what is it supposedly? What's the what's the true meaning of it? It's it's you can't see me like see you me. like. Yeah. So so I, I don't understand. I don't understand when Caitlin Clark did it against Louisville or Angel Reese did it to Caitlin Clark. The significance of what, it? What, like, what, why are they saying you can't see me? You were right there against each other the whole game. What the fuck can't you see? I mean, what what, what does it mean? What, what do you mean like, you can't see me? He's going to start I, using I this during the Zoom. Mikey A, are you there? Mikey A, are you there? <laughs> or you can't see me? <laughs> I, I don't get it. You can't see me. How the hell can't I see you? What do you mean? I, I like, don't understand. Like, you know how sometimes people will say, like, come see me. Like, you have to go against me or you have to try and check me. It's basically like, okay. you can't guard me. You can't check me. Like, you can't see me. Okay. All right. So that there part we I go. understand. Yeah. I didn't know. I didn't know that that's what – because, you know, I, I, I understand, like, in the NBA when someone makes a bucket over someone else and they put their hand to the ground like, you're too small. You're too small. You can't guard me. You know, and I, I got that shit. I didn't know that. I didn't know that was. I, I, knew, wait, I, I, I love was, the idea of you digesting this whole drama around Angel Reese <laughs> and Caitlin Clark, having well, no well, idea what was actually I did, done. I, I knew it meant you can't see me, but I was always, I was sitting there. I wasn't even saying it to your mother. I'm like, what the fuck do you mean you can't see them? What If it mean, if someone said, oh, yeah, you can't guard me, I'm like, okay, all right, I get it. I don't know why that was. Like, why didn't they go like this? But, I mean, yeah. <laughs> Give me a different signal than this. What the hell is that? I want to know who first came up with that and, and how they thought of that. I really do. Because the whole thing, by the way, getting into it is for shit. Who gives a damn? Who cares? The fact that that overtook the, the what kind of game that was, that it was record setting in the 10 million people that watched it, that it was unfortunately one of the worst officiated games I've ever seen in my life. That was a fun game to watch, and it's a shame that all, all, everything, the headlines, went to what happened at the end. I, I, I it, it was a shame because I liked the game. Hey, do your thing, man. Do your thing. As I said, some people like that, some people hate it, and some people are indifferent. Whatever way you are, that's fine. I, I would rather focus on the fact it was a hell of a game or a hell of a shooting experience by what was it jasmine carson who had 21 in the yeah. first half and, and and alexis morris who had 19 in the second half and her story that stuff to me is so much more important than that bullshit after the game which i don't care about 
it is, Dad, but you know this from like years of working oh, I know, at, at I like know. the national level yeah. of media is especially for events that yeah. are for a lot of people. People, this tournament was really big for a lot of people diving yeah. into women's college hoops for the first time. So they don't know as much of the background on everything, yeah. which is why all the pregame shows are really important. All the work done by so many of the people covering women's college basketball, all of our former colleagues at ESPN that are yeah. a part of that, you know, Andrea Carter, Holly Rowe, Rebecca Lobo, what everyone's done in that is super important. The easiest thing to latch onto is the stuff that's evergreen across all sports, as you have always yeah. pointed out. And so, yeah. it was an easy talking headline for everybody yeah, well, coming off that. And it just kind of. Me- good because you get personalities like you get an understanding of who people are caitlin clark in january was waxing poetic in one paper saying women's college basketball we're fiery players we're emotional players people need to see that so they can see our personalities that's what sells sports it just makes me laugh because like obviously it was like so out in public and stuff like that and i know it's probably because they're like collegiate players and stuff but like Players say the worst shit to each other, like during oh. the game, like like, and I know it's different, like in the NFL because they're like grown men. But Ben would tell me the stuff that would be said on the field, and it's like not okay. Like there's like really <laughs> bad shit that's said, and like I don't like people obviously don't see that because they can't hear it, and they just see this right. one like instance. And I'm like, there's like way worse stuff that goes on. And I'm not saying like some people say it's classless, whatever, like teach their own. But I'm just right. saying like it goes way deeper than that. Oh, God, there's way more. I mean, that's why I said, like, go watch a men's college lacrosse game. The, some of the most evil things I've ever heard said to other people, like those guys, you want to talk about showing up your opponent after a win? That's, I mean, case in point. Yeah. And that's part of it is men do this stuff all the time and people don't really lose their minds as much. But again, more exposure to the women's game, people parachuting in for the first time. Because, like, let's be honest. She did show her up. It was really me. Oh yeah, like, I was like, oh god, that like that yeah. hurt me. It, it, it was the end of the game, yeah. and sure, in the yeah. moment of loss, like she right. definitely went over what is normally the line in that yeah. point. There's no doubt yeah. about it. It's just the vitriol that came from people that were opposed to it loudly in public. That was the right. stuff where I was like, all right, this isn't the worst thing that we've ever seen. We can calm down. Yeah, well, I mean, listen, like, and I listen, feel like everyone got- would be canceled if they found out what people. Oh my god! During games, I mean, you know, like- and both. Both of you guys gave uh, um, examples of on the men's side. So is this a gender thing and or a racial thing what's going on? But like like I've also said, any men, man or woman of any race over ye- the years in a sporting event, someone has talked shit. So to, it, it, to me, it's not a men or women. It's not a black or white. It's this is what happens. And people who ha- haven't been on the field don't know it because you don't see it all the time and don't hear it. And I agree, Mike, it's because there was so much more exposure to the women's game this year and, and applaud them for it. This is one other thing I said on Twitter, man, pat yourselves on the back, ladies. You, you two teams, you know, had 10 million people watching you. And, and was it overboard? Listen, so people always say, what do you think about it? Would I want you guys to do that? No, I wouldn't. But I'm also in the same breath, not going to lose my mind over it and make that the focal point of what I talked about. That's for sure. What do you think? Yeah, I, I agree. And I think there's, I think there's a generational thing that's in, in play there too. Like our generation just was not built in sports like that. 
uh, especially at the collegiate level. It was more the sportsmanship and the, you know, handshaking. A lot of that's gone by the wayside. No, no, that's not to say that we didn't talk a lot of shit on the football field when I was playing. But, you know, that era of, of you know, slamming the flagpole and the 50-yard line of your opponent, even though it's AstroTurf and the pole is actually not going to go into the ground, you know, to a lot of that stuff, we, we, we never did that stuff. We never did this stuff. We never but, – well, but we had our own – we had our own share – of shit talk, which I didn't care if people. The one thing about this, Caitlin Clark hasn't said, at least I haven't seen. She doesn't care anything negative about Angel Reese about this, right? She no, because this is what Caitlin does. That's like Caitlin is a known shit talker. She yeah. understands this is how the game goes. Oh. And like to the generational point, though, you got. I mean, Deion Sanders made quarterback yes. cornerbacks great yes. by yes. being that personality. The teams oh, your right. former teammate Jerome Brown were a part of at Miami, coming off the plane in fatigues. Yep. There's been plenty of look at me in sports oh, yeah. for a long right. time. Like we yeah. try and act like so much of this stuff is super novel. Mom, I do think you're right about the generational idea. We've seen this most acutely in baseball where for a long time the idea in sports was the individual's never allowed to outshine the team. We don't like that very much for a long time. And we've seen, I think, through the work of players like Deion Sanders and through others, like, hey, going out there and being yourself is something that can be personally profitable for you, tends to help build up the success of a lot of these leagues, and overall is something that more and more people are comfortable with. Like Angel kind of talked about that after the game and said, this is who I am and I'm going to be that because there's other little girls that look like me and have grown up like me that need to know it's okay. They can be them and be really successful. Like Pete Carroll built Seahawks team, the Seahawks championship teams off that kind of idea. And we've seen now, you know, this team at LSU clearly has built their team off letting players go out and be fully themselves. I mean, hell, uh, Flage, one of their players, heard her own rap song playing in the arena yeah. when she won. She's got a full career behind the mic going along with that. So I, I just think right. it's it's part of what comes with the territory now. I, th- I do think it's interesting um, that I think athletes, though, because there's money to be made and stuff, are pushing their individual self more um, sure. than I've ever seen oh, before. Yeah. And I don't know how I feel about it. Like I get they're entitled to make money and stuff like that, but like there's something about a team sport that doesn't feel very teamy to me. Yeah, because everyone, you know, it's a team, but you can get individual things. Right. So Caitlin Clark is making more money now than she would make in the WNBA. Yeah, right. She may stay all her years, obviously, in college and make so much more money than the first money she makes in the WNBA. It's it's amazing. So they're, they have the opportunity, so I can't really blame them at all no. for trying to make the most and of I that think, opportunity. I think it's because it's new, and yeah. we aren't yeah. used to this. We're not used to where it. Where it's taking some time for people like our age to get used to the idea of that. I don't, I don't begrudge them no. the opportunity. No. Like if it was you guys, I'd be all in on it. But it just feels odd. Let's put it that way. It, it's not right or wrong to me. It just feels weird. So. Yeah, it's, it's definitely different. And I think with college sports in general, we've had a lot of different happen all at once. And because exactly. of that, because players have more mobility than ever, because players have more visibility than ever, we've been drinking change through a fire hose. And so I can understand why for people that might be something that takes a little bit of a time to process because everyone's still processing yeah. that right. right now. But like and back to, back to the Caitlin Clark thing. Like I was one of those people. I didn't watch a lot of the women's basketball games leading up to the championship, right. but I did watch. So I didn't know she was doing this like before in other games. 
So like when you just dropped me in, I was like, oh, that's kind of, you know, weird that she's following her around and doing that. Like, yeah. Well, and it's, it's one of those things too, where Caitlin Clark wasn't doing it to anyone in particular. Right. 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 So it was different. Yeah. Our, Ari Avery, who does a great job, Highlight Her is a, a initiative she started to cover women's sports the way it deserves. And she did a thing with Caitlin Clark where she's like, oh, no, I wasn't doing it to anyone. I was doing it to one of my coaches. And right. I think part of this is also like LSU's response was a bit of a reaction to how much of the coverage had overwhelmingly been about Caitlin Clark, as opposed to this also very talented LSU team that also happened to be made up of almost entirely black women playing against a team of almost entirely white women that was getting a far larger portion of the coverage in the lead up. And so when they saw that, I'm sure there was part of it, you know, bulletin board material, turning something into a slight the way championship teams do. It's like, oh, you guys want to talk about her all the time. All right. We'll go out and beat them by 17 and we'll get fitted for our rings. Right. Yeah, bottom line is I don't it, it didn't yeah. affect me a, at all, one way or another. I have a question though. You you said Caitlin Clark said she was doing it to her coach. So if the meaning is you can't guard me and she's doing it to her coach, what the hell is she saying to her coach? They can't guard me. They can't see me. Oh. Like, that you, coach, can't guard me. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. You know, in practice when you try and guard me and you can't guard me. I mean I'm no. lost on no, that. We don't have enough time in this podcast. Listen, to go yeah. that's it. why people always ask when it would go, did you shit talk on the, on the football field? I said, no, A, because I wanted to breathe in all the oxygen I could after a play. And B, my two, my two favorite words were when anybody shit talked was fuck you. And that was it. It was always the further away from the ball we so were. Original. The, the further <laughs> right? away from the ball we were, the more shit talk there was. That was the DBs and the wide receivers who did the shit talking. We didn't do much in the interior. Shit talking is an art form, and I am very yes. jealous of yes. people that one have the confidence yes. to put their ability on the line with their words. Because like, I was I was all right, and I didn't want to make someone mad enough to make my life harder. Like. <laughs> Yeah, my, yeah. My favorite quote of all time, Zach Streif, who played right tackle for years for the Saints, said, you don't get bonus points for blocking somebody when they're pissed off. I firmly well, abided by that because I needed to just survive. Well, I remember remember when uh, – was was Shannon Sharp, was he playing with, with um, Schlereth? And Shannon Sharp, one of the oh, great yeah. shit talkers of all time, was talking shit. And Mark would basically say to Shannon, will you quit writing a check that I have to cash? I mean, because Mark was one of those. He's like – why am I going to shit talk and piss somebody off and get them even madder when they're going to pass rush me? So, yeah, I, 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 never, I was the same way as you, Mike. I said, why am I going to try and get anybody mad? I'm just trying to hold my own out here. Yeah, I'm just I'm surviving advance, baby. So I am in awe yep. of the people that are yes. good enough yep. to back up their talk and self-confident enough and good enough to just put those words together in a way that actually can hurt somebody's feelings. Oh, um, and by the by the way, I guess we should say, even though we had to deal with them all the time we lived in Connecticut, congratulations to UConn for winning the national mm -hmm. championship. <laughs> 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 the the only amount person of I'm shit happy we for had is Jonathan the Husky. Yeah, well, we're actually at Golik and Smeddy this week. We're going to talk to Rebecca Lobo, somebody who, through a lot of my years at ESPN, lost a whole lot of bets to her when UConn would beat Notre Dame. I've had my face painted. I think she still owes you one. I know. I've had my face painted in UConn colors. I've had to put on a men's cheerleading outfit. And, I mean, it's been horrific what's going on. But to their credit, since 99, they've won five titles. So 
It's been up and down in the teens. They went through some issues, but yeah. kudos to them for the win. We should say Whatever. that, you know, and then uh, we'll move on. Uh, you, got, you got our brain buster? Yeah, I got the brain buster. Yeah. I will we say, what, shout out to Adama Sonogo, who was the M most yeah. outstanding player of the yeah. tournament. And he was one of the three players on UConn's team that was observing Ramadan during the entire tournament. So right. from wow. sundown, was not eating or drinking. Like, they did stories yeah. about how they would have, like, peanut butter and jelly sandwiches or fruit and water. When As soon as sundown hit, a lot of times it was at halftime of these games, they would have this oh. stuff ready for those guys to give them quick, easy, digestible fuel to go through the rest of the game. And if you watched Adama Sonogo play, the guy's a monster. I mean, he yeah. Was, yeah, he is. He was the one bullying a San Diego State team that had been bullies all tournament long and doing it on largely an empty stomach. So nothing but respect. That is an incredible yeah. level of resolve. I did not know no, that. Nothing like at halftime down in an Uncrustable, huh? Yeah. <laughs> oh, I did oh. that anyway, and I had eaten a full meal. <laughs> <laughs> so good. Oh. All right, Sid. All right, Sid, what do you got? All right, it's a quick one, but Ben and I were talking the other day about Botox. And okay. he fucking hates Botox. He doesn't think any woman should ever get Botox. He's one of those, you're beautiful, age naturally, yeah. you look plastic type person. And he told me that the toxin that's in Botox, that Botox gets its name from, is botulinum. It's a botulinum okay. toxic, so they shorten it to Botox. And it's right. the most lethal toxin in the world that you put in your face. And a gram of it could kill a million people. So he was like, just next time you think about you want to get Botox, you're injecting, you know, lethal shit in your face and it could kill everyone. So Still then when he's a 50 year old woman to come back and talk to me. Wow. I can't wait yeah. to beat Ben when he's a 50-year-old woman. I, I hope he doesn't become a 50-year-old woman. I really would. You know? I will be in therapy. Mom's over here doing this. Yeah, you can't. Yeah. <laughs> I love the idea of mom walk, mom, mom or dad, the next time you play pickleball against Ben. Oh, that is so good. I hope people what? who come up on the street that listen to this podcast to see dad do this yeah, to him every yeah. time they see him too. Sydney, one gram can kill a million people? A million people. Wow. Yeah. Okay. It's crazy, wow. right? It is yeah, pretty it is. amazing that like it gets used regularly all the time. Yes. So we are incredible at handling this one incredibly deadly substance, but apparently yeah. like plutonium and all those other radioactive yeah. elements less so and, and, and the doctors get paid. Botox, so. you should see what yeah. they do to the skin yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and they get they get paid incredible amounts of money to shoot poison into your face yeah. awesome yeah yeah oh well Damn. all right that's a winner all right uh dad uh do you have our would you rathers for I the do. day here or i do here yeah. we go would yeah. you rather be the person who flips the switch during an execution or be the judge who decides you should be executed? Oh, flip the switch. I don't have to Panic. make a decision. Oh. Yeah. yeah. Oh, so wow. would you rather and be I... the judge to make the decision or flip the switch? On the but person? if you're the one flipping the, the switch, the you're person? there and you have to see it. Like if you're the judge, yeah. it's like you get to go away. You don't have to actually see the end. It's just on a most... piece of paper. But they most likely deserved it. So if they really deserved it, I wouldn't mind flipping the switch on the person. Yeah, I mean, we're talking about if you're getting the death penalty, you did something pretty shitty. I'm, 
I have no. I, I flipped the switch. There's plenty of people who are innocent, though. Huh? Yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah I was that's why say, I don't want to be the judge to make decisions. Yeah. yeah, the death penalty is a loaded subject too. There's a lot that goes into that. Yeah. I, I would probably say though, like being being the judge and having to make that decision, you're at least like you're bound by the rules of the law. Like right, in theory, you've right. got like evidence and things like you're just levying the decision, but you've got evidence. You've got all this information put against you being there and actually having to see that for someone who right. you didn't know as the switch puller, that would be tough for me. Yeah. All right. Here we go to another one. Would you rather eat a live worm or be locked in a room with a tarantula for an hour but not know where the tarantula is. Mm. Worm. Mm. Worm. 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 Eat the worm. Eat the worm, and you're done. Eat the worm. Or worm. be in a room an hour with a tarantula, and you have no idea where. How the big is the room? You could open up, and you could just let it slide down too. But then I don't you know how feel big like the worm is, Sid. No, how big the, the room tree. is with the tarantula. The, yeah, the room. How big the room? Like a closet. All right, I'll give you a closet. Is there stuff <clears throat> in the closet? No. Well, like, who's, who's closet? You're in mom's closet or my closet? Yeah. Your closet, Mike. I mean, my closet is a bunch of, like, wire hangers on the wall of a room, <laughs> so that's not really fair. Let's answer the question. Hey, hey, Sid, Sid, it doesn't matter how big the room is. You're going to feel like it's on you the entire time. Yeah, for an hour. I'll eat the you're worm. going to feel like you're going to be constantly doing this. It's worm. I'll, I'll, eat, worm. The worm. I'll eat the worm. Yeah. What if, the closet if it's a closet, you couldn't see anything. Yeah. Know? Well, that's the thing. Yeah. If the closet's dark, because you'd have no idea where the tarantula is. See, <clears throat> if you gave me the closet, I'll eat the worm. If you upgraded it to a bedroom, I'd do the tarantula pretty easily. The question says closet, so answer the fucking question. All right. Well, you didn't read closet at the beginning. You just you said just locked said in a room at the beginning. <laughs> oh, I did. Yeah, You're right. You did. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Suck it. <laughs> All right. I got one more quick one. Okay. Would you rather be the prom king or queen or the class valedictorian? Oh, valedictorian. Who the fuck cares about being the class king or queen? Yeah. I don't know, man. Being the prom king is pretty cool. It means you're popular. Everybody likes you. You're probably hot. Like, that's true. But like most people I know that peaked in high school, like, aren't that hot anymore. Yeah. Ooh, wow. Yeah. That's Sorry, that's kind of, that was kind of mean, but I was gonna damn. I was <laughs> wow. Name, name well, these friends go. Is she talking about me? Yeah. <laughs> I don't talk to any people from high school anymore. It's fine. I I would bet though that the prom king and queen enjoyed high school a lot more than the valedictorian. Yeah, that's true too. Yeah, yeah but the valedictorian might have a better future. Like they yeah. might be going to a good sure. school. Yeah. I'm going to take valedictorian. I don't know. I think it has better longevity well, than being Mike. The... Mike, you were the, you were the closest to being a valedictorian, but you were also pretty popular too. So, which, which would you yeah, rather go shit. with here? <laughs> so, I mean, valedictorian's a lot like it ages better. Like you don't spend yeah. time. You wouldn't put that on a resume that you resume. were the prom king or queen. You're not no, going to tell no. people that. Like that's no. basically only relevant in your high school circles, and it. It's its effect is pretty immediate. It's like the cocaine of accomplishments. It's going to be right. a pretty quick high and then mellow out. I say as someone who's clearly done tons of cocaine um, <laughs> knows this, but I'd probably take valedictorian. Like that one, you're not going to tell people either, but it's always listed as one of your accomplishments right. in a way that people go, oh, okay, it's, it's pretty good. It's a pretty big accomplishment too. Yeah, yeah, it is. I'd probably yeah. take that just for the once in my life, I could feel like I was really, really smart. Yeah. 
I was an academic All-American, which is essentially the valedictorian of a football team. So You were. You were. You, you, and you have the hard word to prove it, which, by the way, Jake said when Jackson gets older, he is taking that from you and putting his name on it to show Jackson how important academics are. It's a heady play. You know what? I was I was never cut out for any of this because you know how they have like they graduate like magna cum laude and summa cum laude. I just always looked at it. It's like that's some cum laude. That's funny. Like, what does that even mean? Like, what does any of that even mean? Means some that's come what... loud. Some come quiet. Oh, okay. oh, my God. Okay. Okay. Can we talk about our golf tournament coming up? Yeah. Sure. Yeah. Uh, so, yes, we have uh, the Golick Family Subpar Classic. Second annual now coming up July 25th and 26th at the June. Warren in South Bend. Uh, oh, it's June. Sorry, I can't read very what well. What did he say? July. July. Would you? Oh, Jesus, yeah. we suck. And no one caught it except for me. I literally yeah. put it on the screen for you. <laughs> I was literally reading it off the screen. My brain just doesn't work very good. <laughs> uh, it's June twenty fifth and twenty sixth at the Warren Golf Course. GolickFamilyFoundation.com. You can check us out on Twitter at Golick Foundation. Uh, for those that can't make it, we will have an online auction if you want to see something you like there, and it raises money for different uh foundations in the south bend area so we do multiple we did four uh that from the past golf tournament we'll do four again we've teamed up with credit union one we're 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 even giving more money out to different foundations as well so we're looking each year to probably help about 20 to 25 different organizations or foundations in the general area uh with some grant money so that's what this is, is all about. And, so if uh, you want to get involved or come join us, yeah, check yeah. us out at colafamilyfoundation.com. We'll, we'll, we'll have merch that's available as well. And again, everything is going to the to, to, to the people that we're, uh, we want to give this money to, the foundations. Yep. And so exactly. So if you can come and you want to buy a foursome, you've got a company that wants to be a part of that. You've got a company that wants to be a part of sponsoring of that event. All that information you can find on the website, GolickFamilyFoundation.com. We would appreciate the support. The South Bend, you know, Notre Dame fans, this is about giving back to the South Bend area, an area that, you know, is not just Notre Dame's campus, but is a lot of the surrounding towns and areas there that we want to make sure are getting taken care of because they help support all of us when we're around there. So please help out. We will keep you up to date on anything else uh, that comes to a head on that. Mom, is there any other information that I missed on that front? No, nothing at this point. So we'll June posted. June. June. 20, June 25th, 25th 26th. Yes. Attaboy. All right. I can read. Uh, As always, make sure you guys download, subscribe, rate, and review. Sorry in advance, wherever you get your podcasts. Check out our YouTube channel, the Sorry in Advance uh, YouTube channel there. Make sure you subscribe, like this, comment there. Thank you to Coleslaw McCracken, Bobby C., Jadakiss09, Shea Howard, Jennifer Hart, uh, Kathy Angelo, Brian Bombser, Matthew Holder, and everyone else who joined us live here uh, on YouTube for this podcast. Thanks so much. We're sorry in advance. I'm not.